Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Get More Clients Secrets to Getting More Clients Masterclass. I am so excited for Jennifer Myers to join us today. Um, Jennifer's amazing. She has an amazing program called Agent Grad School. And it's so funny. You got to love the universe and the way things come together over time. Five years ago, I was listening to a marketing podcast from this one guy, his name was Rick. It's the only marketing podcast of his that I listened to ever in my whole life. And he interviewed Jennifer Myers. And I remember listening to that podcast going, wow, this Jennifer gal, she's like, she's kind of got it going on. This is really cool. But we didn't get connected at that point in time. And then I happened to go on a retreat this past December that was a little bit of a kind of one of those, the gal that invited me is like, hey, I'm doing this retreat. I'm thinking, oh, I don't know anybody there, but I just, something tells me I need to go. So I go there. Many, many cool things happened at that retreat. One of which is I met Jennifer Myers in person, who is joining us today. So, and she's as amazing as I thought she was going to be five years ago when I first heard her on that podcast. And <laughs> so she is joining us today. Jennifer has built an amazing real estate business and is now coaching and training agents all across the country on the way she did it with not having a huge team, having a life and making an amazing income, regardless of what the economy did. So welcome, Jennifer. Thank you for being here today. Thank you, Nicole. And I agree. I feel like so much goodness came out of that retreat. And uh, thank you for becoming my friend there and having me today. Yeah. Such a, such a like unexpected joy. So thank you. Yeah. I love those things. Just kind of like even our call today when you're like, I don't know why I'm going to show up, but I just something great will happen from it. So yeah. I'm along for the ride. Yeah. So let's do it. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about your background, how you got into real estate, what that experience was like for you and what led you to create agent grad school. Yeah. So I got into, I got my license in 2003. So, um, I guess I'm rounding now. I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm 21 years as a real estate agent, which I don't know how that happened, but it did. And I will tell you, and I don't know if this rings true for a lot of the people watching this or listening to this, but uh, my first five years were a complete disaster. I quit my job. I, I was pretty, you know, for, for just coming out of college and having my first job, I was seen as pretty successful. I moved up the ranks in a consulting firm and I bought my first house. I had a pretty terrible experience and was just feeling unsatisfied and felt like if I worked a nine to five my whole life, I just never thought I was going to have the freedom of both time and money that I was after. And so after a lot of soul searching, I decided to become a real estate agent thinking at the time that it would be a easy B that all these clients <laughs> would come to me and I would have all this free time and all this money. And I don't know about you, but um, that didn't happen. And so I spent five really long years struggling. And it looked like, you know, um, trying everything that my broker was telling me to do, trying every, you know, free, free seminar that existed. And in those days, you had to like drive out 20 minutes to the suburbs to this big hotel. And there would be like a room and people like Brian Buffini and those people would come and I tried everything with very little success. Uh, then the market crashed in 2008. Yeah. And I decided I had to do something different. And so I started looking outside the real estate industry. 
and was awoken to a whole new way and a whole practical way of getting clients and running a business. And I'm like applying all this stuff and finally it clicked. So uh, 2007, 8, 9, 10, I'm doing a million a month uh, in volume by myself and then started my own brokerage and uh, grew my business to doing one or two transactions a week for over a decade while taking eight weeks of vacation off and uh, also a weekend a month off and uh, did it all without any team members. That's amazing. So, yeah. And so what I want to talk about today is like, not necessarily how to get clients to do that, but once you get those clients, because so many people here are going to share how to do that, mm -hmm. how to manage your energy so that you can actually do that in a way that feels possible and not like you're running a marathon every single day, because <laughs> it did feel like that for a while. And I made very specific changes that changed everything for me. I love that. That's great. And I think it's a huge part because we're also focused on getting the clients, which yeah. is a big part of it, but there's that, okay, now what, what do you do? Yeah, and, and I think that is something that I hope everybody hears today is that getting the clients is an, is a, an amazing problem to solve in your business. But I promise you it create, once you solve that problem, it creates a new problem, right. which is your time. And I think most real estate agents, at least that I speak to, they do want the clients and they do want the income, but they also want the life. And right. so we want to make sure, and I think, I think all of us have seen top producers who don't have the quality of life. And you think to yourself, like, I want to be successful, but I also want to enjoy my life. And so I, I often think of being a real estate agent, many people in real estate kind of have this seesaw lifestyle where it's like you all either have all the clients and no money or all the clients and a ton of money but no time or you have all this time and no money and I suggest that you that you aim for balancing out that seesaw and so being able to I was making over a million dollars a year and enjoying my life and not having to then shove all that on a team because I think that's often what our industry tells agents Right. It's in order to have time and money, you have to have a team. And I just wasn't somebody who I'm a terrible manager. I had no desire to invest that kind of money and time in other people to run my business. So just know that it's possible if that's the kind of business that you're looking for a ton of money, a ton of time with, um, with, with, with a certain way of getting clients system. Um, it can be done. Yeah. And I love that. And I love that that's what we're talking about today. I think most agents are not, they're not wired to manage teams. It's really not on their radar, but I think also most agents get into real estate and quite honestly, myself included. And I, I love houses and I love my clients, but real estate isn't my be all end all. It's the fuel for the rest of my life, right? It allows me to go spend time with my kids and travel and do all those other things, so it defeats the purpose of building a really successful business if it requires every moment of my waking time. And I don't get a chance to go live that life that I so badly wanted to create. Yeah. And I think so many agents get caught in that trap and then think, well, then I have to take less clients or I have to um, right. skip to having a team. And listen, if you're into having a team, there are so many great team leaders and great team members. Um, I just never did it. So I can't talk to it. But I think what's really important as we think about um, 
really up leveling our business and, and reaching the income goals that we want is how do we look at managing our energy so that we can actually do it year after year after year. And so I always say, you know, there's a way to look at uh, being a six, seven figure real estate agent without a team. There is a very, um, you can almost, it's like on a dime. There is a very, like a system for which you have to understand how the market works. So mm-hmm. if it's okay with you, Nicole, I'd love to share uh, like a visual. Absolutely. And so um, we're going to talk about first how to manage your year. And then we're going to talk about how to manage your weeks. And then we're going to talk about how to manage your days to make all this happen. Perfect. So <clears throat> let me share this. So for most of us, really all of us, we have a market. I don't care where you are in the country. We have a market that looks something like this, mm-hmm. right? Now, if you're in a resort market or a vacation market, these these may move, like the months may move, but I promise you, you still have this. Now this happens, I would say the only year it probably didn't happen was 2001-ish when every day felt like it was on high. But generally speaking, otherwise than those um, kind of outlier years, this is what the market looks like. And sometimes the highs are higher and sometimes the lows are lower, like they might've been for you in 2023, but this is what it looks like. And so what this means is number one, go understand the fluctuation, the yearly fluctuations within the market that you have zero control over, but you also don't have to be a victim of, and you can actually take advantage of these highs and lows. So for most of us, um, I'm going to start with the holiday lull. About the second week of November, almost like on a dime, you the, the inventory and the buyer activity starts to slide downward. Nothing has gone wrong. It is not you. It is not your business. And I promise you, you will sell a house again. I know for years, like I was like, I'm never going to sell a house again. Like, how am I going to afford my car? Right. And then all of a sudden, five years in, I'm like, oh, this happens every year, almost on the same exact day. How about I take a vacation that time period instead? So we've got that holiday law starting in November, December, and then January, almost like clockwork, right after Martin Luther King weekend, the buyers start coming around. They start wanting those initial consultations. They start getting approved. Our sellers start coming out of the the woodwork and we start seeing some activity, both buyers and inventory. So here we are recording this towards the end of January and you're going to start, we start to see there's really great little properties coming on the market. And then there's a height that, that tends to happen April, May time frame. And for people who uh, operate in various school calendar driven markets, like suburban markets, that is one reason why there's a height there because people want to time it to move in between school years. So it makes logical sense. But even where I was in the city, for whatever reason, just human nature, this same thing happened. And then lo and behold, July, August, like July 4th till Labor Day was a little bit slower. Now, we have a choice in the matter. We can decide to become anxious and waste all this energy focused on our anxiety and how are we going to get clients, or we could actually expect it, go with the flow, not feel like we're we're swimming upstream, and that's a great time to take time off, be with your family, do other things, or work 
like on your business, things like your marketing, your systems, and take advantage of this rather than push against it and swim upstream. And then lo and behold, like every year right after Labor Day, we see a small spike in the market till that mid-November, but it's never as big of a spike as that spring market. And what's so fabulous about this, you know, um, I always think that a year, <laughs> a year of being a real estate agent feels to me, better or worse, like running a marathon. Now, some of you might see that as a negative, but as a marathon runner, uh, I saw it as a positive thing because I'm like, I understand how when I need to taper, when I need to do my long runs. And so I was when I when you understand this flow, you know, I get to taper here. I don't have to work upstream. I don't have to work as hard, but I'm going to conserve my energy so that come April, May, June, I'm running those long, those long days, right. day after day after day. So, um, and what's also beneficial about this is when you understand this as an agent for yourself, for your business, and can manage your own energy, you're able to also communicate this process, this, this flow of the market to your clients and help them manage their energy. Because how many of you have clients who, you know, um, like right now they're panicked because there's no inventory, but wouldn't it be wonderful rather than say like, I know, hopefully there's going to be something soon. We can instead say this happens every year and like clockwork starting in March, you're going to start seeing that inventory and we're going to be good until about July. So you have plenty of time and you're going to start seeing more and more houses come on the market. How wonderful would that be able to help you manage your client's energy when you start understanding this stuff too? Yeah, absolutely. I've been talking with my clients about that for years of don't panic. And it's so funny, like you said, the market cycles. I had a listing just that just closed. We could not give it away in December. We came on the market the first weekend of December. <laughs> could not, like 43 showings. Nobody's writing us an offer. First weekend of January, four offers. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like clockwork. It's right. So and so, but if you understand how this lull works, we can talk to our clients and talk to ourselves and say, you know, if we're, we're making the decision to put our house on in December, here's what the expectation should be. Right. And that way you're not like scurrying. They're not upset. It's just setting expectations with yourself and with them. And it's just such a beautiful way to manage what I think naturally anxiety comes up in our, in, right. this, in our, in our daily lives. And so if you understand these flows can communicate them to your clients and you're leading the transaction with such, um, confidence about what's going to happen based on that, you set the tone for a smooth transaction for your clients. Yeah. I think that whole managing expectations for your clients is a big piece that a lot of agents miss and overlook. Um, yeah. And it would be a much better one if you just, you just kind of prepared your clients for, this is how it might go, you know? Yeah. So there, so that's what the yearly cycle looks like. And, and again, for some of you, it's going to shift. If you're in a very suburban market, you know, you're probably not going to see any listings until that kind of April, May, June timeframe. Um, and if you're, you know, in a ski town, right, that probably will change slightly, but it's there. So understand really what your flow is. First, manage yourself and your expectations and then be able to communicate this to your clients. Now, there's also a weekly cycle to the market. Do we want to talk about that? Sure. Let's do it. <laughs> So um, there's a, so 
there's a weekly cycle to the market. And so in the beginning, I was very, I felt like a victim, like I was a victim of time and um, feeling like I was having to pop everywhere all the time and be everywhere and like duplicate myself. But then again, I started noticing patterns Mm -hmm. and here's what the patterns tend to look like in real estate houses. Listen, all of this is not a rule. It's more just like observe it. It's, it's, it, it's happening. So observe it and things slide slightly. So generally speaking, houses tend to come on the market Thursdays and Fridays, mm-hmm. right? Makes, yep. And every now and then there's like a few that come on Saturday morning and I'm always like, get your stuff together. <laughs> this is not helpful, right? We need to prepare the day before. So t- things come on the market, usually Thursday and Friday makes sense. They're open for the weekend. That's mm-hmm. when we're going to be seeing our showings. Mondays tend to be offers are due or second showings or pre-inspections, right? Lots yep. of activity there. Tuesdays tend to be um, offer reviews mm-hmm. generally. And Wednesday, that's your day that you can like probably give yourself a little rest. Right. So when you understand the flow of the market, what does that mean? It means we can do certain things on certain days. So for me, Thursdays, we're all about listings, listing my listings, mm-hmm. communicating with my sellers, getting them prepared for the weekend, and starting to look at the market for my buyers, knowing like a couple will come on that day. Like clockwork on Fridays, Fridays were about settlements. Typically, people like to settle on Fridays. So right. mornings were mainly settlements. And then the afternoon was getting ready, like looking at the market, being in touch with my buyer saying, let's go see these three houses on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday and Sundays were stacked with client showings and open houses, right? No new clients, you know, no, nothing else. And, and, and I did always two hour increments. So I could fit three clients in on Saturday, three clients in on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Then Monday is like figuring it out. What, who's doing what from the weekend, right? Okay. And what's coming in from my listings. So it's a lot of figuring, you know, scheduling, things like that. Tuesdays, writing offers, presenting offers. Wednesday's that day where you're like, I can watch Netflix and chill all day if I so choose. Now, you know, that doesn't always happen, but that's the day where I always give myself grace. Mm-hmm. And so when you start to understand this flow of the market, Here's what else is a great about understanding this and communicating it to your clients. How many of you have had clients that are constantly looking on Redfin all day long, right? Because they're afraid they're going to miss anything. Well, if you could communicate to your clients, look, you're going to hear from me like clockwork every Friday. Houses tend to come on the market Thursdays and Fridays. So that's when we're going to really like be talking and understanding mm-hmm. what are we seeing. Not to say that we won't be looking on Wednesday. We're, we're not just, we're just not going to be in an anxious state looking at Redfin and wondering what's going to come on the market because it's too early in the week. Right. Yeah. Right. And then they, we know that they don't te- usually have to look Sundays, Mondays, Tuesdays, because houses tend not to come on those days. And so if you can help your clients manage this flow, and then you help them understand what your workflow looks like, mm-hmm. it just creates such a calmness in what could be such a chaotic time for them. And it also helps you be seen as the leader in the transaction. Because if you're telling them things like, like clock, before you start looking like clockwork Thursdays and Fridays, we're going to be in touch. We're going to be looking at stuff. And then that happens. They think you're like a fortune teller. Don't think (laughs) 
But it's true. Yeah, I mean, this cycle, like you're talking about A for the year, but then B for the week. I mean, I've been doing this for 28 years and that's pretty much the cycle. But I think we forget to step back right. and take a look and notice that and then realize there's some beautiful advantages to setting that up um, and, and leaning into the positive parts of that. Yeah, and what that means is that you can, for me at least, it meant I understood when I needed to be on Mm -hmm. And I understood when I could take advantage of being off. Right. Exactly. So, you know, it was probably not a good idea for me to schedule, um, I don't know, my favorite workout class on Mondays at five o'clock. Right. Because, but rather than be disappointed by that, mm -hmm. I could be, well, Wednesday's my day and my, the teacher, so they, they teach Wednesday at five and that's, and then I would guard it. Right. Like. Like, no, I'm sorry, I have another appointment tonight. Can we do tomorrow? Knowing that nothing's really going to explode because it's a Wednesday versus if it's a Monday, if I don't show them that house that night, it's going to be gone probably the next day. Yeah, exactly. So you can start to manage your own um, expectations around how to plan your life. And to me, that is what real estate can offer us is that ability to have a great life. But if you're always, if you're not seeing these patterns and not kind of going with the flow of these patterns, it can really feel jarring and like you feel like a victim of, you're like reactionary versus taking the control and planning around with that. I love it. And I think that's so true and so critical because we, we forget that it's up to us to set the boundaries <laughs> We're waiting for our clients to set them or like somebody's just supposed to know, but this is our business. We are business owners. It's up to us to lead people through the process and, and let and them I think often, to expect. And I think oftentimes, at least in the beginning, when I was hearing people say that, I thought, well, then that means I can do whatever I want mm -hmm. and then people have to get in line. But I felt like that didn't work for real estate, right? That if you set those boundaries in a way that goes with like we like again I can't take off every Saturday and Sunday right I mean is it, can you create a business that does that yes but for me that I wanted to be with my clients and being with my clients on the weekend was part of the job yeah so so, so just know that like yes you have control but do try to look at it from what is the normal flow of the market so that you can take advantage of those small days and not have any guilt. Like Wednesdays, I would get up late. I would plan all sorts of fun things on that day and I would have zero guilt. And right. I think that's what's so important is how we feel in our downtime and how we feel in our go time with our clients rather than resentful. I was expectant. This right. is how it goes. And in my downtime, zero guilt, never feeling like, oh, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Right. And so it's like managing that time um, in your head is really where yeah. it comes from. And that's how you find the joy in both your business and your life. I think that's so important. And I, I know for myself, if I have, if I have dedicated downtime or I, I call it white space, but Whatever, yeah. that, whenever that is during the week and whatever amount of time that is, if I guard that, like you said, and I'm really good at that, then showing up for everybody else is not a problem. Yes. But it's like, if I haven't shown up for me, 
then it's really hard to show up for everybody else. Without resentment. Without resentment. Right. Yeah. Like without that little, <laughs> like, yeah. for, why am I here? And they yeah. can feel that. <laughs> sure. Um, and for me, there's even like a cycle to the time of year based on, um, like right now I'm in the Pacific Northwest. So it's dark early, which means I'm yeah. kind of done with appointments by 4.30 or 5. Because the last thing you want to do is show a house in the dark and have a client Exactly. Go, I don't know. I have to come see it in the daylight. Now I've just, you know, now I have to do twice the work for the same you know, result kind of thing. But right. in summer, I can show houses sometimes till seven, eight o'clock. Nine o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And so, but sometimes that's worth it because the trade off is maybe I'll get a, a block of time, you know, that Thursday or Friday. Exactly. Evening. I'll intentionally schedule those later because I know it's going to free up some time on the weekends and things like that. Yes. Whereas right a- now I tend to work a lot more weekends because you can only do certain things, you know, at night. Yeah. yeah. But the fact that like, and this is hopefully the takeaway for everybody is like, um, you're no, you notice those, those moments. And so again, you could stack like four, you know, three showings on a Thursday in the summer yeah. where maybe the Thursdays in the winter, Hey, let's go to dinner or let's, let's go to a movie that night or whatever it is. Um, exactly. because you know, you have the time versus I think what a lot of people do is like, Oh my gosh, it's too quiet. Or, Oh my gosh, this, that, or why is nobody showing my listings? In fact, even explaining to your sellers, you're probably going to have a lot of daytime showings this time of year versus evening showings and helping them manage that as well. So it's just, it just is really fun when you start seeing it and leaning into it. Um, and it all comes from your mind. Nothing on the outside changes. Right. But how you see it can't be unseen. And then you're able to work with it rather than work against it. I love it. I think all of that is so true. Um, you mentioned just now, you kind of had a little blip on like, how do you, what do you say to your agents when they are in that, what do I do now phase? Like their energy is kind of freaking out because it, and it's that whole, when you wake up and you're like, checking your phone, you know, nobody's called me today. Yeah, I think um, a couple things. One is, um, and this opens up a whole new topic of conversation, but when you are doing the right things all year long, Mm -hmm. the quiet is quiet and it goes without anxiety because you feel the impact during the high time. Right. And so um, I think what real estate agents have a hard time knowing is what am I supposed to do all year long? So that my highs are highs and my lows are quiet and you actually welcome it. Like so many of my students, um, when they know that they've kind of hit the stride, it's when it's quiet and there's no anxiety and they enjoy it and they relish in it. And they're like, I love this time of year. That's how we know our business and our mindset is exactly where it should be. Cause you, you work when you're supposed to be working and then in the beginning, before your business is where it is, you use those downtimes to do things like your marketing, your website, making sure that it's clear why people should choose you among all other options, including doing nothing at all. That's what your marketing should be doing for you. And once you have that locked in, then, and, and you have these systems and, and strategies set up, then during those quiet times, you don't have to be working. So it is an evolution. Um, but when you get the right things in place, you're doing it all, all throughout the year. Your highs are highs. So you're selling, you know, eight, nine, 10, 
listings a month during those high times and able mm -hmm. to manage it. And then you realize those low times don't really matter because you've already met your goals the other times of the year. <clears throat> yeah. And I think that's huge for sure to recognize that. Yeah. There's times when you're going to be super busy and times when you're not. And those are your times to work on your business and do, like I always say, January and February, get ready to get ready months, right? You're yeah. You're getting your clients ready. You're getting yourself ready. That, like you said, that's when I'm going through all my marketing, all of that stuff. Cause come March, you're you just can't do it. Right. It's good. Right? Yeah. You've got to actually be in the doing of, you know, like I'm listing listings. I'm with my buyers. There is no time to create a website that brings you clients, but November, December, January, that's your time. So your option is be full of anxiety those months mm -hmm. and wondering, scrambling what to do or work behind the scenes so that January 1st, you can launch that website and have clients come to you so that you have a great spring. Then come July and August, you're like, whoo, that was fun. I'm tired. Let's go on a boat. You know? <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> so you must be fairly good at organization then and systems and everything else. If you're talking about selling eight to 10 listings a month, even if it's for certain periods of time, like talk to me about how you manage your energy with all of that and just feel like you're staying yeah. on top of the game. Well, I always say um, there's really six pillars that you need to put in your business if you want to be at that six, seven figure mark. Um, really with or without a team. The first pillar obviously is marketing. Mm -hmm. And the way that I teach marketing is not going out and getting clients all the time and that two hours and that prospecting and getting, right. getting, getting, but you should set up a system so that they come to you. They understand why they should and they do. You give them a reason. That's pillar number one. Pillar number two goes through then the transaction. So an initial consultation process so that there's certain things. So I have a three-step initial consultation process so that every time you get a lead, you know exactly what they should be doing and what they should be doing next. And not yeah. only, again, similar to what we were talking about earlier with when you understand this flow, not only does it help you, but it also helps them. Mm -hmm. When you have the processes in place and you know exactly what needs to get done every time, it creates such calm for you and them and it creates time for you. Yeah. That next comes the doing phase. And again, you need to have systems for your buyer side and your seller side. Mm -hmm. What do we do every single Thursday? We list properties. What do we do? Like you should have it all. I mean, this is what I love about real estate. It is a repeatable process. Yes. So we should not be reinventing the wheel every transaction. Now, of course, there's little nuances here, nuances there, but the big pieces should always be generally the same. Mm -hmm. Then we've got our under contract phase, which is where um, so many real estate agents either spend too much time or too much money. But again, when you have the processes in place and you use things like a CRM, I always say like my CRM is my boss. I push a button. It filters when things should happen and tells me when I should follow up with this person or that person or confirm this, whatever. And then we have our after phase. And again, this is where because real estate agents don't have all those systems in place, they never seem to be able to follow up with their clients and be with their clients. Um, and I always say your after phase is not about you getting clients. It's about you serving the people who just trusted you and you mm -hmm. serving them as good homeowners and doing that again on a very like rhythmic way and automatic way. So once you get those pillars in place, that is the real, that is the real estate business. That is what it takes. And you have to have like certain, like clockwork, certain things happen at certain times. But what it does once you have it up and running is 
it just makes everything so much easier. There's no thinking. It's just doing. Yeah. I love, I love that we're talking about this and I love how systematized you are. It's, <laughs> it's funny. I always laugh, right? Like I am super into energy work. I meditate. I follow my intuition. I'm hyper into all of that. But business runs when you have a system, right? <laughs> and I think it's, you know, it's funny because when people are into energy work, it's like, oh, do I just wake up every day and ask my intuition? What do I need to do? Nope. No, have a system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And ideally that's, oh, that ahead. system ideally is not run by you or somebody else. Right. Like very simple technology, like the right CRM. Yeah, is again, like, like 50 bucks a month or whatever it costs that for the one that you choose is worth it. Because it gives you so much peace of mind. And all of that junk that's in your brain, right can actually be in there. So you never have to think about it, you push buttons, and then it tells you when. So yeah, exactly. And it's once that stuff is done, that is actually what then gives you the freedom to be creative or into whatever it is, whatever your word is, um, and have the freedom to go live your life. It's setting up those systems. And without those, like you're just always going to flounder and it's always going to yeah. be so much harder than it needs to be. Um, and so yeah. much more frustrating. And to your point about like, it gives you freedom. So I think a lot of times people like push back about mm -hmm. systems and processes because it feels so regimented and right. it is, but that regimen allows you to have freedom in the places that matter, which is your life. Right. Like, I don't want freedom necessarily in my business. I want my business to be regimented so that it gives me freedom in my life. Yes, exactly. And it's funny, that is actually what our clients come to us for, I believe. You know, it's so fascinating that when yeah. we're the ones delivering the service, we think it needs to be super organic. But really on the receiving side, you know, whenever we've bought property, done real estate in an area where I get to be the client, so fun to do like my own little research and everything. But, yeah. really, but really what you want is somebody with a system and a process. Like I don't need it to be uber, um, you know, customized for me. Fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I want to know that you're on top of your game and that you've got it going on. And that's what that's what I come to people for. You know, that's what I'm looking for. So it's, it's fascinating. We're on the receiving end versus the delivering end, how different it is. Yeah. And how really our systems and processes make us, um, make our clients feel safe because yes. you can say, okay, here's what's going to happen next. I'm going to do this and you're going to do this. And then this is going to happen. And when we're able to do that, like, for example, when you meet a new client and you say, okay, Here's what's going to happen next. I'm going to introduce you to my to two of my favorite lenders who I think would be perfect for the goals that you're trying to reach financially. And then they're going to send you an estimate and have you do an application. And then we're going to meet again and we're going to review the numbers together um, so that you're really clear about how much houses cost before we go see them. Then <laughs> at that meeting, we're going to schedule um, our first outing. That creates so much... Um, safety for our clients and like lowers their anxiety because they're always feeling like they have to be in the doing. But if we mm -hmm. say, no, 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 here's how I do it. And so that's what processes and systems can do. And so what it does is it brings everything in your business down to this like calm way of doing things. But here's where I think uh, sometimes real estate agents go wrong in that those systems and processes don't have to rely on yourself or other people. 
very simple technology can take the heavy lifting off of you um, and make your business more profitable rather than hiring people to do it. I love it. And you're right. I think there's a lot of technology that we can lean into now that make it a whole whole lot easier. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. I know we've got just a couple minutes left here today as we're chatting. So what are some final thoughts, kind of tips or tools you could leave people with for managing this whole, like you said, managing your energy as you're going through the year, how to, how to not panic, how to embrace the calm. I loved your talking about the cycles of the year, but even the cycles of the week. And I think we forget that so often there is a cycle to the week. And with some intention on our part and a little bit of communication with our clients, we can lean into that pretty easily. Um, but what are some other tips that you could leave agents with that would be helpful for them? Yeah, I think, um, Nicole, I just want to end with like, I love the work that you're bringing to the real estate industry because I don't think there's many, I don't know anybody, frankly, who's doing this kind of work specifically mm-hmm. in the real estate space. And, um, you know, I think one question real estate agents, or at least I asked myself for a long time, what is the difference between if you have a process, mm-hmm. right? So the process can only go so far, but right. when you have a process and you have the right mindset and you're managing the energy around yourself, which mm-hmm. then manage, manages the energy around the transaction and helps manage the energy of your clients. When you have that piece with a pr- proven process that works, like it, that is the combo because yeah. have you ever seen, you know, two people learn something in a real estate class and one is super successful doing the exact same thing that the people who aren't successful are doing. And what is it that makes the difference? I, it happens and all it the is, time. And it's not about what you are doing. This is the big takeaway I want. I want everybody to hear this. It is not what you are doing, which is where so often I see real tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. It is how you are doing it. It is how you are showing up. So if you want to be successful in this business and consistent in this business and have everything that you thought that being a real estate agent would be, my advice is work with somebody like Nicole on your energy, then get a process and system in place. And that is the magic combination. It's not what you do. It's how you're showing up, the thoughts that you create, the energy that you create is truly contagious. And there's, it's not woo-woo. It's, I've seen it over and over again with hundreds of students. That is the difference. Yeah. So thank you, Nicole, for like bringing attention uh, to that piece of the puzzle that I think so many, um, I think just our industry kind of tends to miss a lot of the time. So thank you. Yeah. Thank. Well, thank you. That is kind of my whole passion with all of this and why I'm such a big believer because it is, I mean, I see it happen time and time again. You know, you can take two agents, send them to the same training. I mean, they can be in the same office, the same market, everything. And one just like takes it and runs with it. And the other one, they might have nothing, right? (laughs) Like they get, there's like not even a little blip. It's just same old, same old. And And you're right. I think it's the energy, but those systems and processes um, are so critical and it's important to marry the two, which is why I was so excited that we were chatting today because, you know, you can have, you can have the best energy in the world. If you don't have any systems to back it up, it's not going to get you very far. Just like if you have access to the best systems, but you're not showing up. 
it's just never going to work. But man, you put those two together and it really is, it's magical. And you end up being that person that everybody's like, what happened there? What's she doing? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But I will say somebody once told me that um, managing your managing your mind, um, mm -hmm. that how you manage your mind will show up in the results of your business. Yes. And I have seen it time and time again. When my self-talk is managed, my mm -hmm. business feels easy. It's very lucrative. And when I'm in a weird headspace or my energy's off for whatever reason, it literally shows up in my bank account. Isn't that amazing? I'm the same. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, well, I got some, I got some work to do on myself. Yeah. <laughs> what are your favorite things? How do you manage your self-talk? Oh, I will say, I think it's the hardest job yeah. that we as humans have. I really, and I think being a business owner and for every real estate agent, that's what you signed up for. When you became a real estate agent, you are a business owner. And it is so crucially important when you own your own business to manage your brain. But it is the thing I work on the most. Mm -hmm. um, it is probably where I spend the most money in my life. Um, and it's, it's honestly the hardest work that I've ever had to do way harder than, than creating a successful business because that's part of it. That was the hard, the hard work that I had to do. Um, but it's everything from, um, you know, really managing my self-talk, which I'm not perfect at, but when I start seeing the pattern, I'm like, well, that's not going to get you where you want to go. How about we think differently managing my body? as best as I can, how I eat, how I sleep, how I move, mm -hmm. um, managing how, like, uh, who I spend time with and how I spend my time. Um, I'm not a big TV watcher. I'm mm -hmm. not a big news reader. I have to turn that stuff off in order to manage my energy. Um, and yeah, I just do what it takes and I'm not perfect at it, but I know that, uh, if I want something in my life, I do have to work on me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. And, and I think recognizing it, just being aware of it is such a big part of it. So yeah. Sure. yeah. If people want to find out more about Agent Grad School, because they just think it's an amazing program, what's the best way Thank for you. them to do that? Uh, they could go to agentgradschool.com. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us today, Jen. I really, really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Thank you, Nicole. Appreciate yeah. it. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here today, everybody, and we will have more updates for you soon.